It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater streaming, classic films as well. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And where's Murray? What? Murray. 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 Murray's not here. That means I'm running the board. Uh-oh. We're in for a fucking shit show. Oh, my goodness. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Yeah, the merman is working. There's a longer story here, but we won't bore you with the deal. The details. Exactly. Well, thanks to all who have been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash filmrageyyc. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie. And for the most part, we will, as long as it played in cinemas. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word for our sponsors. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. I was in Korea. I, I didn't get the Korean hot dog, but that was the only thing missing for me. Alright. So at any rate, we saw a Korean movie called The Killer. The Killer is the story of an ex-hitman who finds himself babysitting a 17-year-old girl who makes very poor decisions and that forces our hitman friend to use some of his skills to save the day and bring down an underage prostitution ring. The killer needed to be all killer and no filler. <laughs> Just like a Korean hot dog. <laughs> but unfortunately, it gets bogged down by too many villains and not enough action for this type of film. Lead actor Jang Hyuk. Nice. Yeah. Is, is great as the killer and his action sequence are energetic and entertaining. The setup is good. And once the action starts, I was optimistic that this was going to be one super fun, violent ride. Instead, the action sequences are sandwiched between an overly convoluted story with too much going on for its own good. The initial optimism gave way to utter boredom at some points, mixed with the occasional eye roll. Still, 
it was entertaining for a while and I really liked the main character. So I guess the killer was a meh. As what? Us was the movie. Yeah. The movie and the killer were both meh. Yeah, actually, I really like the killer, but he, he'd be a high he'd man. He'd be a high man or a <laughs> low mondo. <laughs> the movie would be just meh. <laughs> all right. Well, of all the Takens, I definitely love Korean Taken the most. This was the best of the Takens. Yes. Of all of them that we've seen in the last while, Korean Taken is my favorite. And like most Korean films, this has a big emphasis on family at the core of it. The acting and action from our lead... John Hook. Sure. Close enough. AKA the killer is amazing with his super cool laid back coffee drinking killing skills. The coffee drinking was cool. And his pouty stare. He really is an action star. I don't I I, I want to see everything he's in. I would concur with that. He, yeah. He is an action star. Like I just felt the whole time I'm like, American actors got nothing on him. Yep. I want to go to Korea and watch him shoot his movies as he drinks coffee. Yes. There is no, there is no real complicated plot here. Just a girl gets taken and he has to get her back a couple of times and then decides to basically kill everyone that is part of this slavery ring. At times it plays out like a video game with mini bosses all the way along. He has to kill a few times until he has his big boss near the end, which is kind of like, and then you get the credits with another couple of killings. The action fight scenes are graphic and exciting, but the filler, as you had already alluded to, between the battle scenes kind of drags you down too much to make this an epic tale of taken revenge and building a happy family. It's a fun-filled, gore-tastic, Korean-taken-adjacent meh. Yeah, too much filler. Yeah, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think it's just the the story is just so done. Well, and it, You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it, it, we've seen, how many, how many movies, like, you and I together, yeah. I mean, watching physically together, how many movies have we seen with kidnapping oh. and, and slave trade in, in the last two years? Probably at least 12. I'm guessing I, I'd take the over on that. I'd say over 12. <laughs> right. I mean, this was probably the best one, but it's like the plot idea is just gets tiresome after a while. It does get tiresome. Like and and I, there were just, there really were too many villains. It's like they needed to focus on like the, like once you got, you finally got to who you thought, okay, this is it. And then. No, there's another one. There's another one. And, like, and then there was uh, another one? Yeah. <laughs> and then like, there's another one. Like, all right. And then he always has to kill them, which is which is kind of cool. He's the killer. But it's I mean, they didn't call him the maimer or anything. But, I mean, they take the time to actually say, The okay, citizen arrester. That's the citizen, <laughs> citizen arrester. And now I'm going to take you with me and drop you off at a police station. Yeah. No, no. He gets Just the job like your done. your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Just ties him up and puts a note on him. <laughs> that's right. But his note is just a bullet exit wound in the head. Yeah, the note is, they're dead. <laughs> that's right. But, I mean, that that was the part. I, I don't know. That's the draggy part. Yeah. It's kind of like the one scene. We won't say who it is. So, if you see this movie, it's worth the for the action scenes. It is. For sure. I mean, they're they're freaking graphic. Like They're graphic, they're graphic. and they're well done. But this should have been like more John Wick style where it's just boom, 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 boom. Right boom. after And a lot other. of people are comparing it to John Wick, which it's not. It's nowhere near. No, like. it's because it doesn't have, it has too much non-intensity. Yeah. And it just, it, I like the build up at the beginning 
And then once the action started, it never should have stopped. Yeah, and the, it does. It just all of a sudden there's there's these interruptions where all of a sudden he's always taking what? them to a second location. Yeah, it's like what is going on? Let's just. And she was taken twice. We only need she yeah. only needs to be taken once, buddy. More punchy, punchy. More breaking bones. Yeah. More blood. More less snapping and cracking and gushing. Less filler. Yeah. So yeah. it's like like a Korean hot dog. It's still good. I liked it. Yeah, I did too. It, it was, was a, It was mad. Well, it was a Korean taken adjacent map. It was indeed. All right. Well, we actually got to see three movies in the cinemas, which I was actually surprised about because originally I thought we were only going to see one. There you go. But we did. We saw a second one. Yeah. Called The Gray Man. Yeah. yeah and this film mm-hmm. takes us on a Taken 4 type plot, <laughs> matched with. With Jason Bourne and a sprinkling of Deadpool 2. The dialogue, when it happens, is pretty fantastic and has so many great, obvious, and hidden inside jokes throughout the film. In addition, the direction is fast, fast cutting, and the movie just keeps moving forward quickly. So you don't dwell on the backstories of our characters and get right into it. And it being great action, great comedy drama, which I believe our beloved, currently undoubted, Ryan Gosling does better than anyone else. Mm. In addition, our supervillain, Chris Evans, and Tommy Lee Jones Jr., AKA Billy Bob Thornton, were also pretty awesome in this. Mm. So this is how I was feeling for the first, say, 40 minutes of the movie. You're I mean, I was, me, but okay. I was enjoying myself so much and even loving the Fast and the Furious type physics defying action. But damn, even a taken plot with our man Rai Rai cannot save a two hour plus action movie. I mean, why is there an action movie that is over two hours? It makes no sense whatsoever. Like that, it's like if you've made it over two hours, every, I want to say five minutes over reduces your rating. Yeah. So if it was maybe an hour and 40 minutes and it got to like one hour and 59 minutes, it might've been able to save it, yeah. but then it just kept going down. So yeah. Exponential I, diminishing returns. Yes. Past two hours. <laughs> exactly. I started getting tired of the plot lines. We have seen it in three previous Taken films already. Plus, we saw it in a Korean Taken film already as well. And they stretched this out way too long for not very complex plot. So, as much as I loved the beginning, I got tired of it. Mm. I did enjoy Rai Rai and the acting in this. So for me, even though it started to get bad, I didn't hate it all the way along because I was already invested in the characters. So it still kept a meh for me, but I have a feeling it didn't get to keep that for you. But it that's might. my prediction. I really enjoyed the first part, so maybe. I mean, you've had movies that for the last five minutes have destroyed a movie, so <laughs> I can't imagine two-thirds of a movie you not liking saving it anything. It depends on but how bad it goes. It's, it's, maybe this didn't go as bad. I'm full of suspense right now, just like a two-hour action I movie. I could be going any direction at this point. <laughs> the Gray Man is like a giant bag of potato chips. It is so satisfying at the beginning, but by the end of the bag, you feel a little empty and unsatisfied, and then eventually you get a little bit of a stomachache. Bloated. Ryan Gosling is six. 
Billy Bob Thornton is Fitzroy and Chris Evans is Lloyd Hansen are at their sharp-tongued best in the first 30 minutes as they jab each other with well-written and often humorous lines of dialogue. The characters and the plot are put in place for a fun action romp. And then the action starts. And we fall into mindless, mindless scenes that I challenge anyone to remember the day after seeing this uninspiring clone of so many before it. Taken for. By the end, the writing falls apart and gets more and more lazy as the promise at the beginning gives way to a cookie-cutter bit of mindless drivel. Very disappointing as I was genuinely enjoying the first 30 minutes of this. But for the last 90 minutes plus, I cared less and less and less. Your thing with diminishing returns, my mm, friend. Yes. Less and less dollar, and dollar less bills, and yo. less and less about the characters I was watching. Ouch. With every passing second, I cared less. <laughs> <laughs> wasted potential here in concept and cast but I still really enjoyed the first half hour I enjoyed it so much I'm giving it a man oh good <laughs> I was so in suspense there because all of that less less I kept thinking in my mind you know it's like that that skit where they show the guy who's at the restaurant and he's like he tells the, the server he's like I've got twenty dollars and one dollar bills on my yes. table every day. Yeah. Every time you we're make a mistake, a we're taking a dollar away. Every time you said less, I'm like, okay, we started at twenty, and you said like a lot of lessons. lessons. Yes. So that would equal X in twenty dollar bills terms. I tell you, I was I was toying with making this a rage, but I really did enjoy the first half hour so much. <laughs> and don't you just and love I didn't, Ryan I didn't, Gosling? I didn't hate the last ninety minutes so yes, much. It was that just it, that kind it was of a rage it was just it was just so yeah. disappointing because yeah. it started off like this this is going to be a mondo and then it's like no yeah no well i think i turned to you like 15 minutes and i'm like this is this is completely yeah. going to be the best movie i've seen I this know. week and then 15 minutes later you're, you're like it's still going to be good <laughs> and then an hour later it's like oh man they wrecked it <laughs> they totally wrecked it but, but it's funny how we Literally, we both came out of this with the same feeling, right? Yeah. It was like, it was like I didn't hate it, but it's you're right. I, because if we would have hated it, we would have had a lot more to say about yeah. the parts that were kind of diminishing yeah. as it went through. But it, it just it started at such a high mark, and it's like it just, you know, as I say, I was close to giving a rage just because just because of my disappointment. Yeah, but, but you, it, you I shook had your to head. step back, and it's like, no, it's not a rage. That's right. It's just not as good as it should have been. Well, you know what? Even the fact that we gave it a mad, we're still going to have to talk about Rai Rai in a little bit later. Mm. You do know that, right? Uh, maybe. Oh, by the way, the, mm. the uh, did you catch the inside joke with the with the Ken doll? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. They had so many good little, little quips, quips in, in there, this. Yeah. And even like sight gags where they would show something off to yeah. the side, and you're like... This is so cleverly written. Why did they stop? Yes. Wah, it's like, wah. It's like, it's, it's, they, I don't know. I don't know why you couldn't keep it up through two hours of a movie. Well, or apparently. Maybe, you know, maybe Apparently, because number Netflix one, made it. Number one, cut it back to an hour and 45 minutes. Yes. Be a good start. That's but. the best start. Again, Yeah. it was too long. It was. Yeah. All right. What else we see? We saw another Netflix movie. <laughs> Is it? I think so. I think it's coming out on Netflix. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, it might be, but it wasn't a Netflix production. Oh, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty we sure. We saw Where right. the Crawdads Sing. 
I'm pretty sure. And when you're talking, I'll I'll look it up. How's that? Okay, go ahead. All right. So, uh, where are the crawdads sing? Or I have been calling it, ever since seeing it, Fifty Shades of Crawdad. Mm. Romance courtroom dramas are a combined genre mashup Mm. of two genres that, on their own, are both not my favorites. Right. Our lead, Daisy Edgar Jones who plays Kaya Clark mm. or Ma- Marsh, Girl, Marsh Girl does a pretty good job getting us to like her. Her character is very well crafted from the beginning of the film. We are invested in her and her abused and neglected life she lives. Mm. The men, however, in this role, like most romance stories, are very one-dimensional and transparent. And in particular, the murder victim in this film, played by Harris Dickinson, is unlikable from moment one. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, perhaps it's good direction that is able to pull that off. But though while I was watching it, I felt more like this dude is a villain than of course there was no surprises. The story is intertwined with the romance in a fairly non-intrusive way but yet still predictable and expected. At no point did I feel annoyed or excited. The story almost plays out like a dime store romance mystery. The supporting cast plays pretty okay, including the two black characters who were endearing and brought so much humanity to the story. Fraught with discrimination towards this poor young Marsh girl. The ending, when it finally does happen, after the Lord of the Rings type stretched out epilogue, was satisfying enough, but a little expected as usual. It's good. It was a mashup of two genres to give breath maybe to the story, but ultimately the story was an easy summer breeze reading a paperback on a bu- bu- on a beach or sw- I was trying to mash up beach and swamp. Bomp? Beach swamp? A swatch? I'm just in on a awe swatch? of your review, but keep on talking. On a swatch? I didn't hate this movie. It really? Was, yeah, I should have hated it. Yeah, I just you should I didn't have any feelings about it. It was like, I, I was just watching it. I didn't mind the pacing, but it was just, yeah, for me, it was a, it was a, I would say it was, it was a lower meh, but I didn't hate it. Like, because okay. I, I kind of liked her character. That was the only thing for me. It was like, I liked her and... Yeah. I mean, there's stuff we got to unpack, obviously, because I can understand why you hated it. I mean, it's a genre that I, I haven't hate. said a thing about how I feel about it yet. Except you did kind of lead me in that direction. Anyway, tell me more about what you thought about um, Fifty Shades of Crawdad. Where the crawdads sing begs the question, do crawdads actually sing? Sadly, this question is never answered within the agonizing duration of this Nicholas Sparks wannabe story. This movie seems to be the bastard child of the notebook and safe haven. Yeah. But amazingly enough, Sparks did not pen this turd burger. (laughs) Delia Owens did. Back to my original point. We did not see any singing crawdads, even though it is in the name of the film. That is known as bait and switch and it is at the very least an unethical way to advertise your product. This instead is a story of a girl who is orphaned in the marsh, who gets homeschooled by some teenage boy who she falls for, and then he leaves, so she hooks up with the very next guy she meets, and then she is arrested for murdering him, 
And then she goes out to trial. Yes. And then a bunch of other stuff happens. And eventually it ends. Some of the boring stuff uh, in between all of this was a total waste of my time. And everything else in between the boring stuff was also a total waste of my time. Oh. And that I mentioned not one singing crawdad. Well. This was a rage. They did make reference. To what? A specific location where the crawdads sing. I never heard a crawdad sing. Well, I didn't hear it either. I don't, I don't, I don't even believe they sing. What I is a what is a crawdad? It's actually. like it's like is a, it a, it's a crustacean. It's okay, like so a, it is like a it's like a little crab like type cre- creature. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a location it's called, cr- where the crawdads sing. This should have this this movie should have been called Crap Movie. <laughs> Because then, instead of where the crawdads, then at least it's not false advertising. Ah, where the crawdads are crappy. Where the crap no. be sing. No, they just keep it where simple. Where the crappies Why sing? are you trying to complicate this? Just call it crap movie. The crap movie. Just the crap movie. 2022. Yeah. Then I people a, know what they're getting into. I got a free coloring book. I got two free coloring books. Yeah, you tried to give me one. I don't want it. But, it, but it's got pictures of crawdads. Don't, don't clutter my life with this garbage. <laughs> I didn't see to me. I didn't care enough about this movie to, to hate it. I did nothing really. I was, I'm watching it. I'm not, I thought the acting was all pretty good. I thought the story was convoluted, like you said, mm. but I still thought, eh, I didn't hate, I didn't really didn't hate it. It was poopy. I get it. I understand. Maybe it's, maybe I actually fell asleep in it and I don't remember. Maybe. 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 I mean, it was kind of boring at parts. It was kind of boring. But <laughs> I kind of wish we, that Murray was here today. I kind of know, want to know what he thought of this. Yes. Because uh. he didn't want his coloring book either. What? No. You got it before, right? No, we got it after when we oh, came okay. out. Okay, well, then I understand. I'd say, no, stick that coloring book. I don't want anything to do with this crap movie. Okay, I have a question for you. I have a couple of things that I did want to unpack. Like, did you not find, like all the male characters in this were so one-dimensional yeah yeah i did yeah like i'm like what wait except for the 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 one black character he he had a fairly a fairly rich he had a pretty rich personality i I wasn't i don't know about them either to be honest i don't i don't like the way they were written either i don't it was kind of but but it it was okay i was just wanting to make sure that it was as obvious to everybody that the character, the male characters were oh, very yeah. one dimensional. Oh yeah, no, there was, there was, yeah, they were very one dimensional. I I also felt through the whole thing, and maybe this is why I didn't rage, yes. is that there were no highs and lows of emotion through the whole film. Mm. There were just lows. For there you, were, there were lows of like me just sitting there wanting this to end because nobody <laughs> should have to watch this garbage. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm kind of uh, the only thing I'm most disappointed about yeah. is that we both didn't rate this the same because it would have been a, a total. What do you call that? Batting a thousand in baseball terms? Uh, yes, that's what you would call it. Yeah. So we didn't bat a thousand today. No, we didn't. We bat we batted uh, I guess six sixty six. Is it Satan? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> that kind of works out better anyway. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Hail Satan. There we go. There you go. All right, well. And meatloaf. And meatloaf. All right. Well, we also saw another movie, but aren't you going to aren't you going to take over the Merman minute? Uh, sure. 
Nice. Merman's not here, so uh, I'm going to talk about really, really briefly. Nice. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Yes, I did go see it. Well, okay, I, here's I, a question I, before you say anything about it. Yes. Were you happier with Mrs. Harris goes to Paris over over the crap movie? Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, compare that, those two movies. Good. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris was a freaking masterpiece. <laughs> I'm anxious to hear more about this movie now. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you much more about it. I'm just going to go. I, I went to Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. I went to it with my mom. She thought it was a little unrealistic, but it was okay. That's what she said about it. Okay, so we're going to put your mom down for a meh? And I tend to agree with her. It was meh. All right. So it didn't enrage you like the Crawdads did? Yeah. Because there was no promise of singing Crawdads. There is no promise. And there was a promise of her going to Paris, which obviously Mrs. Harris does actually go to Paris. She does go to Paris, and she gets herself a dress. And there's, uh, she's she's a little bit of a degenerate though. She's yeah, I've heard a total that. Total degenerate gambler. Nice. She's wagering. On, she's doing the numbers. Uh, she's doing uh, betting on the dogs. Sound cut sounds like your kind of girl. She's all right. I liked her. Were you a little she's excited pleasant. about her? Was there some movement in the force? No. She's all right. Just, she's cool. I liked her. She's a little. Right. She's a little young for you. So. But uh, yeah, it was you know, story was what it was, and uh, it was meh. So who is this, who is that movie made for? Uh, that movie is made for, I don't know. British people who like Downton not, Abbey? It's, it's not, yeah, maybe. It's not made for me, but I still, you know what? That's the thing. This was totally not made for me and I didn't hate it. So <laughs> but was the experience because your type of movie, you'll probably love it. But it, is it because you're with your mom? I can't believe we're still talking about this, but me? No, not really. Cause I think I liked it more than she did. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, but maybe you loved it just that much more because you were with your mom. Uh, girlfriend Kim doesn't want to see it because she loves the Angela Lansbury original one. Oh, well, understandably so. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure she's going to see it eventually, but she won't <laughs> why be able would, to resist. Why are they remaking Angela Lansbury movies? I don't know. It's beyond me. I'd rather, uh, You know what? This was a better remake than 90% of the remakes I've seen. Right? <laughs> I never see a good remake. Well, I, I, I didn't say it was a high bar, Jim. <laughs> That is true. Okay, I'm, that was probably one of the best merman yeah, minutes. That's, <laughs> we miss you, buddy. Yeah, and I'm sorry for fucking up with our schedule. Yes, it happens. It does. It happens. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. this week has a lot to do with a few things. I actually have a, I'm going to make a pile here. First one is that we had an opportunity to bat a thousand and I dropped the ball. You did because I was a rage. I probably would rage. I'm not going to see it again. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But I don't know what frame of mind I was in. I, I just get, didn't. I get liking her. I do get. Yeah, that. and that's that's what kind of drew me through the whole movie. I it's think was that I liked her, but I agreed I was having problems with the story. And, and was, I don't know why characters. She wasn't so good that she made up for the rest of it. But yeah, okay. well, she was. She must have been for me. I don't know. I, I, did, so. I really liked her. Yeah. And her character was really well developed, but no one else's character. Was. No. 
<laughs> no, they weren't. So the baseball reference, which I don't even understand, yes. I'm most upset about. Yes. The second one is I now have two coloring books and I don't color. Oh, no. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that. You'll run into someone. Just carry them everywhere you go and eventually someone idea. will want them. Hey, are you a big fan of Crawdiddly's? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Well, guess what I have in my bag? <laughs> Ooh, what do you have? I have a crawdad coloring book. You just made my day. <laughs> You're going to make someone's day eventually. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to pay it forward. There you go. That's All what right. It's about, my friend. And my other rage and final rage, final the rage. ultimate rage. The ultimate rage is? Is another Taken plot. And we saw two in the same week. Yes. Come on. But they weren't both terrible. They were better than any Taken movie I've they seen. They were. Both of them. Yes. <laughs> that was yes, my rage. That's fair. Stop making take movies. Not one singing crawdad. That is my rage. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Ha ha. Have you ever wondered what the top 10 most streamed 90s songs are? Or what about the top 10 highest paid dead celebrities? Maybe the top 10 most common phobias? Hi there, I'm Nick, host of the Tennis Podcast. Every episode, me and my various sidekick hosts share trivia, fun facts, and hot takes as we try to guess each other's top tennis list. Here's a little preview. When he dresses up as a girl bunny, he drives Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam crazy with lust. Mr. Monopoly's actual legal name, Rich Uncle Pennybags. And it turns out people will just shock a guy to death if someone in a lab coat asks semi-nicely. Chickens outnumber humans more than two to one. It is the only R-rated film to gross a billion dollars. With over 175 episodes and counting, there's sure to be a top 10 list that tickles your weird little fancy just right. Listen to Tennis Podcasts now on any podcast app. That's one zero ish podcast. Oh, baby. So, just a reminder to everybody who's listening, if this is your first time listening to us, this segment is called The Lists. In it, we discuss four different categories for actors and directors. We have the mesmerized, the repulsive, the doubted, and the undoubted. We've been on a string lately trying to get people off our mesmerized list because we truly do not believe that people are as mesmerizing as perhaps we originally thought. It's just such a big list. It is. And you know, here's the thing. And the reason we're under this journey of removing people is they have to be mesmerizing all the time. There's it some- cannot be a case where they're mesmerizing for the f- second half of their career, but the first half of their career, they were shit. Mm. Or it can't be that they just let themselves go, as has happened with, with the famed uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. He, 
Uh, I mean, you could make the argument. John Carroll Lynch. Yeah. You could even make the argument for like a Robert De Niro. If you look at the first oh. half of his career, it's he like, would oh be, my God, he would he's be, mesmerizing. He would be mesmerizing. And now, you look at the last 10 years, it's yep. like, ugh. Yeah. Agreed. So last week, we were charged by the, by the great and powerful Merman yeah. to see the movie North Country. North Country. And we, in my opinion, I think two of the biggest heavyweights that we have on our list really? that are male and female. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we both chatted about this. This movie does give both of them. So sometimes it's a little unfair. Yeah. Like if you've got a, a specifically wacky role for somebody playing against someone who's the straight man, yep. it, it can be a little unfair. This one... I think was the most fair we've ever had. They both had plenty to work with within their character. They yep. both had plenty, plenty of like screen time. Yep. It was it was a, probably as fair a mesmerized off as we've ever had. Yep. And for me, it was funny because as I'm watching watching this film, it was like I would see a scene because they're. I don't think there's even man, there isn't even one where they're together in a scene. Oh, maybe the courtroom. But they're really not standing yeah, beside not really each other. So they're in the same room, yeah. but they could have been shot on different days for all we know. But the the I tried to stay focused because, and it was like, it, to me, it was like a boxing match. Yep. I don't know how you felt because it was uh, like, I'd be like, okay, that round was, was McDormand. This round was Jenkins. That yeah. round. But then what happened was I started doing, for me, mm-hmm. at first I was comparing it to Sharice Theron because... She did a pretty good job she, in this. She was very good in this. She was very good because at one point she used to be undoubted and then it, quickly she fell off the rails. But for me, it was okay. I had to compare with her and they both knocked her out of the park every time. So I was finding it really hard to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So for me, what I did was I went, I got to go nonverbal because there was a significant number of scenes where they weren't saying anything. There were both of them were a lot of nonverbal. Yes. Yes. And so I took, I had to go back and watch it again. I watched it a second time and I looked at nonverbal. All right. All right. So give me a little prequel on you. How you, what was your journey on this? Honestly, it was, it was just how, how both characters made me feel at the end of the day and who I cared about more. Mm. And don't get me wrong. Both of them were, like fantastic this really was a battle of the titans yeah they were they were both great in their in their roles yeah and they, and they both had some meaty roles to to yep. sink their teeth into here um but yeah it was at the end of the day because every time they were on the screen with anybody they just blew them out of the water. oh it was that's like just what happened it was like it was like landmines <laughs> yeah, going, going like, off everywhere so that's you know that's it was a bloodbath every time but when you're looking at you know these two versus each other at the end of the day, one made me feel more than the other, mm. and that's what I based it on, and that's why I decided that they were more mesmerizing. Okay, so for our listeners here, so this has to be unanimous. We're, we're talking, by the way, which I don't think we've mentioned yet, that we're talking about Frances McDormand. Yes. No, I, I think we, I did. No, I we ju- mentioned North Country, but we didn't actually mention Ah, well, whatever. Which, and we mentioned that they were in the movie with Charlize Theron. That's but, true. But it's Frances McDormand versus Richard, Richard Jenkins, Jenkins in A Battle of the Titans. Yes. So, for everybody who's listening, it has to be unanimous. Yeah. Because if we were both mesmerized in different ways, then it doesn't count. All right. Let's go three, two, one, and say their full names together. Okay. 
Three, two, two one. Richard Francis Chicken. It was, you know what it came down to? It came down to the courtroom scene to me. What well, did it? Where she 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 was just lying there half dead. Yeah. And it was like, and that she was, was... She was great in that. that was, <laughs> the stuff early on with him, the fact that there was a transformation with him where yeah. you hated him at the beginning. Yeah. You had to. But yeah. How could you not? And slowly there was this transformation where by the end of it, you, you were with him to a certain extent. You weren't yeah. all the way with him because you can't be, but you were with him. Yeah. And when he stood up for his daughter in the meeting, yep. how could you not get a lump in your throat? Oh, for sure. But I also had a lump in my throat that Frances McDormand came from the hospital dying of stage four cancer. She did. To give the finger to, <laughs> yeah. to the that, corporation. And it was good stuff. See, but... I like giving fingers to corporations. Yeah, there you well, go. you know me and fingers. They, yes, they go everywhere. They do. You know what? There's nowhere the, a the saddest thing go. about. Well, I guess it's not really sad. It's it's kind of okay. Yeah. Is that we didn't get to learn, lose a titan today? We didn't, and yeah. But I mean, honestly, and I'm sure you understand why I took Jenkins, oh, and I understand I, why you took. McCormick, I almost but, took him too. Like it was almost but, like, but that one and scene. I was I was so convinced when I when I was before I watched this that I'm like, ah, crap, oh, yeah. Jenkins is gone, and I was resigned to the fact that Jenkins was gone, and and. Uh, and I was going into this with a total open mind, like whoever goes, yep. goes. Yeah, I, I was and the I same was way. And I was shocked that at the end of this, I'm like, I'm leaning Jenkins. And don't get me wrong, I'm just leaning Jenkins. I'm not saying that yeah. it was a blowout because no. it wasn't. They were no. both so good. But I, I'm leaning Jenkins and, I, I, you and, I'm, and I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I feel comfortable with my choice too. And granted, I do have a bias, but I tried to stay because I also absolutely love Richard Jenkins. Yeah. So I... I didn't want. Don't get me wrong. We both have a bias. I mean, I have a total bias towards Francis McDormand. The fact that I'm <laughs> taking Richard Jenkins just shows you how amazing this actor is. Yeah. Well, both of them are. So yeah. I, I sure as hell hope that we don't have to see them in the movie. But except they were in, um, they bit Burn After burn after Reading. They were together. But I think we did that one already. Yeah. Because there was like a bunch in there. Yeah. There was already, too many. There was too many in there. Yeah. We couldn't do it. So. Well, you know, they're part of the that clan. Yeah. Right? So anyway, that's Indeed. that's pretty cool. All okay, right, well. so we do have we do still have to talk about our boy Rai Rai. Well, I think he's uh, was he was he undoubted? He was undoubted. I don't think he's undoubted anymore. I I agree with you. I, I don't think, think he's I think that's back to back Mez, is I, it not? I yes. But we need to explain All right, to let's our explain gang. It. So we both give the gray man a meh. We did. And his movie he made before The Gray Man was also a man. Right. But it was the first man. Yes. Or should say first man. Yeah, it wasn't the first man. That's right. Because that would be... And yeah, that's a different movie. That's a different movie. So, so but and the movie before that... Beliefs, you know, that's maybe right. it didn't happen. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. But the movie before that was Blade Runner, which was both a mondo from both of us. Yep. And then he made First Man, which was a meh for me. Yes. And also for you. So that's a double meh. And then he also got doubled mad. So unfortunately, Rai Rai. Back to back mehs are not what uh, we need on the undoubted list. That's right. It's so you are apparently ha now eight behind. Well, one, you have us starting with a meh. You're starting with a meh, so you better. better. So Barbie better be damn good. Barbie better be damn good. I can't <laughs> believe he's Kevin Barbie. I don't understand what's going on. But then you look at who's writing and who's directing, and you're like, "I know how can this not be good?" But 
It's a Barbie movie. How can it be good? It's a Mattel toy. I'm very yeah. confused. I'm not really. I'm just like, this is the way our world has evolved. Like, we now have board game movies, video game movies. We have franchises that should have died we don't years have, ago. We don't have this caliber of everything involved in a project. Like, I'm confused at everybody that's involved with this one. If you if you go down the list, it's like, what was the, the, the pitch here that got everybody? Yeah, just so, so people know, Barbie, which is coming out in 2023, has Margot Robbie, yep. Ryan Gosling. It's directed by Greta Gerwig. I know. <laughs> or, or sorry, Greta Gerwig, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what? And Will she's, Ferrell's she's in it, Michael Sarah. So here's the here's the challenge because Michael Sarah is also undoubted. Yeah. So if it's a rage, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're gonna lose another, and we don't have that many undoubteds left. So yeah, I am just baffled. But I'm, I, I, I'm intrigued though. I, I honestly can't say that I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it, but I, I kind need secretly. I need to see this movie. Oh, we're we're gonna see it, of course. It's probably gonna be like. I don't know. I didn't want to say any more about it. You don't know. Like, you literally don't know. I don't know. I am completely dumbfounded. That is the word. That's right. Normally, I'm just dumb. But this time, I'm dumbfounded. uh, And who knows? We may or may not have a list off for next week. We'll get back to you on that. Surprise if we have one next week. It might be a short week next yeah, week. Yeah, if we have one, do you know, check out the old social media. Is that what it's called? That's right, the social media. I'm sure there'll be some social sort of media. announcement if there's some sort there'll of be mesmerized off There will somewhere. be something. So, you know, maybe. Surprise! Yeah. Or not. Or not. Last week on Rage or Dare, the Crybabies picked a creamy, delicious superhero film that preceded the MCU when they pulled the 2005 flick Elektra. Surprisingly, there were superhero films before the MCU. In cinemas! Wow, who knew? But this week, yes, Bryce, it's your turn, and you're going to pull from Jim's stank bag, and you're going to be quiet, and you're not going to like it one bit. Now put on your big boy pants and get ready to feel the rage. Okay, now let's check in with Bryce and Jim and see if Fox made the right decision in focusing all of their attention on the Spider-Man and X-Men franchises, or should they have gone all in on Ben Affleck's Daredevil-verse and his ex-wife's stabby, stabby superhero franchise instead? All right. Uh, Good old stabby, stabby. Stabby, stabby. Uh, I'm, you know what? I don't really want to talk about Electra, but I'm. I guess you're I, forced I have to. to. So I'm. Ge- I'm going to keep it short. Wait, can I say something beforehand? Yeah. Somebody on social media said that this is one of the best action movies they'd ever seen, and that I was a terrible, terrible person for saying the things I did on social media. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there, and I'm like, what? <laughs> All right, so. Well, I guess they're going to not like me either. That's right. Well, we're not here to be liked, That's apparently, true. by our listening base. <laughs> as long as they're listening, That's they right. can hate us. That's it's right. Fine. Electra was doomed as soon as they cast Jennifer Garner in the lead role. 
Couple that with a confusing plot and a lot of choppy action sequences that hide the fact that Garner was not up to the physical requirements of the role. Make this a rage. That's it. I'm done. Wow, that was the easiest baby review I've ever heard. Yes. Baby. I just don't want to even talk about this movie. It's it's. But it the, just, you want to string out the. It's okay, so it's like stupid. it's like a long rage gasm. It's like you want to stretch out that rage to a level of explosion. Do I? Yes. Let me. Sometimes let I me, do. I don't. In this let me case. lead you down that path. I, I want to see. see I want to see either. See a, if you can rile me up. I want to see a a vein popping out of your head. Yeah. Or a vein popping out of something in your body. Mm. Uh, one way or the other. So it's kind of interesting. To have referenced the hand in this. Now, I didn't go back and watch Daredevil, but I was kind of thinking to myself, it's interesting that this side of the the whole MCU universe, I'm they gonna, have the hand. I actually want to watch Daredevil again. I do like Ben Well, Affleck. you do, yeah. You have a secret crush on him. I, I almost went back and watched it, but I thought, I can't do this too because that came, movie was it came first right it, yeah this the, that was watched. the chicken maybe this was that's, the egg maybe that's what i needed to do maybe, maybe this would have made more sense because this did there's but a lot of they shouldn't they always make, make a movie that makes sense by itself well they should there you go but you know if it's a package deal then is it i don't deal. know it's not it wasn't like it's it wasn't not, like um quentin tarantino's robert rodriguez's driving masterpiece it was <laughs> it was two terrible superhero movies all right, keep on talking. <laughs> well, for the most part, kicking ass and punching dicks and a wind machine, and we are ready to go. So much slow motion. So much memory flashback montages. So much made-for-TV 90s feel. Wait a minute. Wasn't this made in 2005? So much Why did it feel so 1990s? Yeah. Do you think? It's because it was terrible? It's maybe. So bad. Now, maybe it's futuristic foreshadowing. I'm not sure. But perhaps in superhero movies, which I never noticed before, but even back before the MCU, there must have been some kind of rule to add CLFs to every single one of them. Because I'm noticing a trend in that. Mm. I don't know why. I don't get it. And for clarity, she's an assassin, and yes. she's an okay with a CLF just showing up at her her place. I don't buy it. And she recently was in a scene where she was cleaning away her DNA from a kill scene. Yet she's gonna let her neighbors know who she is and see her. Like it, right from no, right from moment sense. one, nothing made sense. For a superhero film, it kind of felt a bit like a family drama romance. But in reality, my belief is she would have killed the CLF and the dad just for seeing her face. Like, that's really what should have happened if she's an assassin. Yes. But that was all okay because we got more memory flashback montages to make us all happy. Isn't that what um, superhero movies do best? Memory flashback so montages? Annoying. There were so many of them and none of them made sense. But that's also okay because she kills demons, right? Wait, yeah, was Daredevil a demon? He had the name know. Devil in his name. Just kind of checking. I know we have to go back and apparently watch. I'm going to put that in your dare bag for next week. Why pouting all the time? I don't know. I have no idea. But we did get the fabulous Terrence Stamp, who, I don't know why he never made it into our 
most mesmerizing because he's pretty he's oh. pretty fucking mesmerizing. Even in this, he was fantastic. But he didn't make sense either. He do, well, yeah, that made none of it made sense. But he was still fantastic. Okay, yeah. right? He was good, right? I guess. I mean, we're not talking mesmerized right now, but I have a feeling we're going to talk about him next week. Just so you know, well, he definitely out mesmerized everybody in this movie. He does in most movies. He, he can. Yeah. Well, we'll have to take a look. Mm-hmm. Okay, so even though Darren Stamp was awesome as usual. Uh, I couldn't get past any of the story or lack thereof. I mean, they have a love interest, CLF, family drama, people helping these random targets for no reason, and way, way too much running and hiding and not enough superheroing in this film, which was a complete hot mess. And why they didn't make another one was a complete surprise to me. And this made a shit ton of money back. (laughs) Yeah, the budget was fairly low, and they made at least double its money back. So I'm kind of like... You think they would? Why would like that? That's just the model for them to make another one. Mm. A couple of good things Boy. were the demon hand people. I know that was all really stupid and badly done, but I kind of like demon demon people. I don't know why. I just kind of like them. Right. Um, but they didn't like I said. They didn't make a lot of sense. Like the part where Nothing the dump truck sense. dude. She breaks her stabby stabby sticks on him, I don't know but then a tree on. falls on him and he kills him. I'm kind of like, what? So she tried to stab him with her stabby things, and it broke the stabby thing because he's made of muscle or demon muscle. And then a tree, like the steel in her demon stabby muscle. thing, her stabby thing, stabs him, and it's like, oh, my metal broke off. But you know what? If a big tree falls on you, it, first of all, does anybody hear it? But second of all, apparently big trees kill demons. It's like, it must be a thing. Maybe. Right? Weren't you surprised when I'll the tree fell and he's like, pow, he's exploded and it's a purple dust. Yeah, there's a lot of purple dust. Yeah. Almost as many as there was memory flashback montages. Almost. Yeah, this movie was so much nonsensical idiocy and it was awful. So yeah, it was a range. <laughs> it was so bad. I just can't, I just can't actually get over i was just like squirming like why am i watching this oh yeah i have to <laughs> it was so painful well, the, this and didn't feel was, like a superhero movie she is she should never be in an action movie because she can't move at least there she couldn't well you know this is back to we've seen this well, many times i try to remember she went and she was in that other action movie where she played a I think her husband gets killed and then she like gets revenge. It's almost like a death wish type. Oh deal. yeah, that's right. It's kind of like she was getting rem- beaten I, up or something. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if the action sequences were like quick cuts and ridiculous in that too. So you could really see any of the, <clears throat> that, I mean, the fact that she can't move. Well, that maybe she was pregnant in this. I don't know, but, she, but, but she like, I don't, I don't get like, that's the sign when you're watching a movie and everything's in slow-mo, it's because the person isn't capable of doing it at fast speeds, yeah. is, my, is my guess. I mean... It's a good guess, Jim. And, and apparently... All right, I think it's your turn to pick out something from the, for the you. bag. Yes. No, your turn. Your no, turn. I remember, I remember Casey saying, it's your turn. I think he remember was Remember to incorrect. take the little ones, and he told you not to, you're not going to like it. So, whoops. So you better reach in there and grab a cute little one. Why do I want a little one? Because they're better. Are they better? A much better. Is it Daredevil? I hope so. <laughs> I like Ben Affleck. 
Yeah. But do you like Daredevil? It's something from 2001. Okay. And it starts with a T. Okay. And... Twist of Fate with Olivia Newton-John? The second word starts with an R. R. Is it have dinosaurs in it? Texas Rangers. What's that? Texas Rangers? Yeah. This is a movie? It's a movie. Texas Rangers from 2001. I hope it's... It sounds like it could have... Um, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Tommy Lee Jones in it. Sounds like a Tommy Lee Jones. It does kind of sound like a Tommy Lee Jones. Because he seems like he'd be a Texas Ranger. But it's not. It's oh. actually got some other great, great Southern actors. Oh, who's Like in it? James Vanderbeek. What? And Ashton it's, Kusher. It's the 2001 Texas Rangers. Yep. You're not leading me down the path to something that... <laughs> nope. And it's got you Dylan tried McDermott to do that in with it. the Patriots. It, it was, <laughs> and I wish I would have just watched the one that you thought it was. And I kind of wish you did too, but because anyway. I want to know how good that movie is, but I don't want to invest two hours and forty-five minutes of my life. Yeah. It's also got Dylan McDermott in it. I like Dylan McDermott, and it's got Usher in it. it don't Usher's fine. Yeah, He's so never, far everybody in this is okay, is Texas great. Rangers. Yep. All right. All it right. looks it looks super awesome. It's an app. Okay, so. You know a movie's going to be good when they can't classify it because it's an action-adventure, drama-thriller western. Ooh. Every okay, genre was, that's your favorite. I was a little bummed that I pulled that until you said what you just said. It's all of that <laughs> in one all- movie? <laughs> Sign it's me up. It's action-adventure, drama-thriller western. Sweet. I want to um, know what the thriller part is. I am on Is board. Michael Jackson also in it? Oh, that'd be so cool. Right? Let me just check this credits here. And uncredited Michael Jackson. Nice. I should talk into the microphone. Nice. <laughs> I think you're lying to me. There may be a little bit of lying going on here. Uh, I'm just looking forward to hearing about Texas Rangers. Now, the subtitle is Count Your Bullets. There's a subtitle? There's a subtitle. Oh, sorry. It's not a subtitle. It's a subtext. Count, Count Your Bullets. The Texas Rangers. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find this, but I'm sure I will. You I, will, because it's got some big actors in it. Yes. James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek, the biggest of all bigs. Uh, the budget was $38 million. He would almost opening, be repulsive if he wasn't so good in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Okay, so so it's important for you to know, understand the numbers here, which luckily IMDb has given us. Okay, then what are the numbers? Okay, so the budget for this talking? was 38, okay, go ahead. 38 million. 38 million. For opening weekend, yeah. it made 319,000 in the US. That seems to have tanked a little. And, and which is interesting because yeah. the worldwide gross. Yeah. Was seven hundred and sixty-three million, seven hundred and sixty-three thousand. Sorry, I was going to say, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, how did it? Not do- uh, yeah, yeah. So, 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 with an investment of thirty-eight million, they sold seven hundred and sixty-three thousand tickets. Didn't even, they didn't even make twenty percent of their money back. Not even. I don't even. Know. That's like something like but four percent. They probably raking it in with the DVD market. I don't know. You have never seen it. I never saw it. Uh, Apparently, it wasn't on the blockbuster shelves. Mm. When I walked through the specific action adventure drama thriller western section, <laughs> it should have been the only movie in there. <laughs> right? But you'd be surprised. There's probably a lot of them in there. Oh, this episode needed Murray. 
That's all I want to say. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to Extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, for the voice of our Rager Dare. Casey, we absolutely love you. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please like, subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at Gmail. Dot com dares to see terrible movies to feel our rage. But you know what? No matter what you do, please, 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 pretty please, 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 make us rage. And that's it for this week. I rage on. Rage on.